I read Psalm 48. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king. Within its citadels, God has shown himself a sure defense. Then the kings assembled, they came on together. As soon as they saw it, they were astounded. They were in panic. They took to flight, trembling took hold of them there. Pains of the woman in labor as when an east wind shatters the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, which God established forever. We ponder your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your name, O God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with victory. Let, let Mount Zion be glad. Let the towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about Zion, go all around it, count its towers, consider well its ramparts. Go through its citadels that they may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide forever. The first verse announces the theme. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. City of God? This is a powerful tagline for the Je uh, Jebusite city David conquered when he moved his capital from Hebron. He actually named it after himself, the city of David. And that was a nickname that has stuck. It was also called Jerusalem and Zion. Many cities like to think that they have personality and character that is unique to them. Think of New Orleans. San Francisco, New York City, Paris, London, Singapore. Some even have their own tagline, Rome, the eternal city, Paris, the city of light, New York City, this one I'm sure you know, the Big Apple, Chicago, the Windy City, Boston, Beantown. Some have cool slogans like Las Vegas. What happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. Hershey, the sweetest place on earth. New York City, the city that never sleeps. Now some have slogans that aren't so great, like Fort Laramie, 
Welcome to the town of Fort Laramie, 250 good people and six soreheads. <laughs> Weed, California, named after the lumber mill owner Abner Lee Weed. We'd like to welcome you. Jerusalem is called in our psalm today the city of God. What other town would dare to market itself in such a manner. The city of God back then. By the time Jerusalem is mentioned in the Bible, it was already an ancient city. Some believe the city, which is at an elevation of 2,900 feet, dates back to the Copper Age. It is in a mountainous region with steep valleys on three sides. And only 60 miles to the south is Beersheba and a vast desert. If an ancient city in the Middle East survived over the centuries, then we know that it was a city that had a water supply. Because of the Gihon Springs, the steep valleys on three sides, Jerusalem has survived through the centuries. Jerusalem positioned on a hill had a part in its survival as well. Verses one and two proclaim, his holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of the whole earth. Psalm 125 verse two also proclaims the city as the mountainous the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time on and forevermore. The city's first center of activity was in the southern area. This area in the south part towered above the valleys below and was called the citadel. Because of the valleys to the east, the south, and the west, it was a wedge-shaped wedge -shape stronghold. This feature is used as a metaphor in the Psalms, such as in verse 3, within its citadels God has shown himself a sure defense. Jerusalem is mentioned in the Bible as early as in Genesis 14, where it is called Salem and was governed by Melchizedek. And the city was a frequent site of joyous celebrations. Today's psalm was no, was no doubt inspired by such an occasion. David danced in the street when the Ark of the Covenant was brought to the city. Solomon threw a huge party when his temple was dedicated. King, King Josiah also gathered people of Israel together for one of the greatest Passover observances ever. Less than 50 years after this Passover, the city was in ruins, and many of the inhabitants were carted off to Babylon, to an exile that lasted for more than 70 years. In Jesus' day, Jerusalem was an occupied city but its religion flourished, thanks in part to the presence of the second, <clears throat> second temple. 
Solomon's temple had been destroyed by the Babylonian wars. And then Herod's temple, the second temple, was destroyed by the Romans under Titus in 70 AD. The city of God today, although the city was in ruins following the capture of Titus, the people still lived in the region. They were not carted off to anywhere. Today, the city is claimed by Christians, Jews, and Muslims, and has been so claimed for centuries. Jerusalem continues to be a flashpoint for international political movements. Uh, happened just recently when we moved our Um, well, the State Department set up there. The city of God someday, the book of Revelation describes Jerusalem as old holy city, and a new version of the city is seen descending from heaven. The new Jerusalem is a vision of heavenly life. That is everything John's audience yearned for. Whereas the Christian believer in this life suffered persecution, the threat of death, and all manner of distress, in the next life he or she would rejoice in the presence of God. No more tears, no more death. And one's next existence in this holy city, which is located on or in an entirely new heaven and earth, would be beautiful by comparison. The details of this new Jerusalem are found in Revelation 21, which opens with these familiar words, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. Where is the relevance for today? So what does our psalm reading and this discussion of the city of God mean today? Where is the relevance? To answer this question, let us look at the psalm itself. The city of God is developed here as a metaphor for God. First, if this magnificent city, Jerusalem, is a fortress and a stronghold, so is God. Do we not go through those experiences in life during which we need shelter? some place that is safe and secure, God is this refuge. 
And the city of God described in Psalm 48 is a metaphor for the overwhelming nature of the stronghold that is God. Second, God's love is forever. It does not grow strong, then weak. It is not unpredictable or fickle. Note verse 8. The city of God which God established forever. This is why the psalmist can proclaim in the next verse. We ponder your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Third, God is to be praised. Verse 1 says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. This is part of the relevance of the psalm. The psalmist reminds us that the magnificence of the city of God evokes praise from us. Have you ever walked into a huge cathedral or some recently completed structure of amazing architecture? What do you say? when all that you see points to the skill and the genius of the architect. When you contemplate the city of God, you cannot help but think of the architect. When you enter the presence of God, what is there to say but, wow, you are amazing, God. Fourth, God will be your guide forever. The city of God points to a creator, an architect, and a defender who will be our guide forever. When we think about the city, its towers, ramparts, and citadels, we know that this is God, for our God forever and ever. Some cities are better places to live than others. There are websites that, you can, that can give you this information. But the city of God is beyond comparison. It is totally beyond anything we could imagine. Even the writer of Revelation is lost for words to describe the holy city. And we are blessed to live in this holy city. Amen.